There is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved. To feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now. If you'll only give yourself permission to access it. To tune in to the truth of who you are. To allow the healing of your soul. Self-healer. Rise. Hi beloveds and welcome back to Beautifully Empowered. Welcome if this is your first time listening. My podcast is themed around emotional healing and spiritual growth. However, this podcast is not a substitute for a licensed mental health professional. Today, I'm wanting to address specifically daughters of narcissistic mothers or daughters of mothers that have narcissistic personality disorder. And really, only you know that. Because you have to be in the relationship to realise from the behaviour of a mother whether she is narcissistic or not. It's not something that somebody can turn around and go, hey, your mother's narcissistic. You have to see it for yourself. And so I will eventually talk about the relationship between the narcissistic father and the son and also um, the narcissistic father and the daughter and also the narcissistic mother and the son just specifically now, I want to address daughters of narcissistic mothers. And, you know, this is similar. You know, obviously a son will still feel similar things in the same way that the daughters do. It's just specifically, I just want to address daughters for a moment. One of the first things to realise before I actually get into this is that If you have a narcissistic mother, if you have a mother that has narcissistic personality disorder, she may have set up the stage for abusive partners. And this is why it's so important to look at our childhood, to really make that connection, to understand why we are experiencing what we're experiencing now. And not just to understand, but to take our power back, to heal, to see our wounded child, to see our inner child that is constantly asking for help. You see, our mother is literally our first love. We are conceived in her womb. She is the first being that we come into contact with in this world. We hear her for nine months in the womb. Her emotional space while she is pregnant with us becomes our emotional space. We have this emotional umbilical cord going from her to us still now. It's not physical, but it is emotional. Because mother is our security, even if we didn't have a healthy relationship with our mother. And that's one of the the things that's really important to actually acknowledge. That whether we know something is good or bad for us, that's not the point. The point is we, the majority of us, tend to love our mothers intensely. Even if our mother is toxic. You see, we come into this world and we learn about ourselves as women from our mothers. And that's why when people say, you will turn out like your mother. You know, there is some truth to that if you're not self-aware of why you do the things you do. If you're not even aware of how much you are like your own mother, the chances are that you will become like her. That's not to say that as an empath you will become the narcissist, of course not. But you tend to take on her wound and tend to repeat certain things that she has done. And so we naturally want our mother's affection. You know, we want her emotional 
validation. We want her to notice us emotionally. We want her empathy. We want her to feel what we feel, to see what we want and to see what we need. However, a narcissistic mother cannot empathise with her children. And she actually prevents her daughters from psychologically developing. You see, a narcissistic mother may provide your physical needs. But she's not going to see you as an emotional being. There's no boundary of separation between her and her children. Narcissistic mothers see their daughters as an extension of themselves. It's um, a mother's inability to actually see her daughter as separate from herself. You see, the abusive relationship that we experience as the daughter of a narcissistic mother, it gets repeated in adult abusive relationships including relationships with further with other narcissists. Why? Because it's familiar, it feels like family. And we might not feel turned on, tapped on, tuned in to a man that is offering us security in a healthy, functional way. We might not feel chemistry for somebody that genuinely loves us. We like the adrenaline rush of somebody that feels dangerous and toxic. Why? Because it feels like family. We would rather empathise with the abuser. We would rather give our empathy to somebody that cannot see us. And sometimes we don't even see as women that, seriously, beloveds, sometimes we don't see, and I'm saying this because I didn't see for so long, that it feels like we're in a relationship with a ghost over and over and over and over again. And that's the relationship with the narcissistic mother. It's like being in a relationship with a ghost. You see, one of the reasons why I specifically want to talk about the daughters of narcissistic mothers today, because it is different than with, with sons, because as girls, we we spend we usually spend more time with our mothers and we see her as a role model however narcissistic mothers actually tend to see their daughters as both threats and um triggers to their own ego and this they they basically try to shape their daughters into a version of themselves or their idealized self and that's where the lack of empathy comes in the lack of boundaries is that because if you don't become like her she doesn't see you if you tend if you express yourself in your own individual way because you are a separate being from your mother of course that's unacceptable to her if you don't feed her ego if you don't compliment her enough she sees you as a threat. And the narcissistic mother is self-centred, selfish and cold. And this is why narcissistic mothers tend to prefer their sons because they can harm their sons in other ways. And that is through emotional incest. When a daughter goes through narcissistic abuse, it affects the daughter on so many levels. The narcissistic mother is very, very jealous of her daughter, especially when she becomes independent and she's able to speak for herself, especially when she's confident in her own beauty, in her own inner truth. And so narcissistic mothers tend to use a lot of passive aggressiveness. I mean, in my own experience, I've had this happen to me. You know, for example, I'll just give an example of what type of passive aggressiveness 
could happen in your relationship. Say, for example, you're, it's your birthday. Perfect opportunity to devalue you, of course. And you're getting ready and you look absolutely beautiful. And your mother will walk in and she might compliment you in one way and devalue you in another, but it will be so quick that it's almost like you don't have time to even process what she said. So she could be like, oh, I hope you have a really good evening tonight, but you really look fat in that dress. Oh, anyway, there's a phone call, you know, and, and it's like, it will be really quick, passive, aggressive and quick. And that is really to undermine you as you are developing into a young woman, you're stepping into your own. She's trying to devalue you, to take away your security. She cannot trust you to make decisions for your for yourself. She has to be the one that's in control. And narcissistic mothers are never, ever satisfied. You know, you could take them for a back massage, take them for a shopping spree, trip, whatever she likes to do for a birthday. Do the very thing that she likes to do. And at the end of the day, she'll say, that was an okay day. And she will try to kind of manipulate you in some way to maybe spend more time with her, make you feel guilty for leaving. It just feels like there's this huge emotional violence and it's not something that when you say to somebody that this is happening, that they can necessarily recognize because at the end of the day, it's not happening to them. And emotional abuse and neglect is huge. The one sad thing though, of being a daughter of a highly narcissistic person, narcissistic mother, more specifically, or a mother with narcissistic personality disorder is that you feel like you don't have the right to exist. And it is a huge, huge burden because you don't feel like you exist because how can you feel like you exist when there's no mirror there? Your mother doesn't look into your eyes and tell you how beautiful you are on a soul level. She provides for your basic physical needs but doesn't provide for your emotional basic needs. And this is why the daughter of a narcissistic mother is incapable of actually looking after herself and she will experience very very low self-esteem self-neglect depression anxiety complex CP complex ptsd all sorts of issues that can come out of not being seen as a child and often narcissistic mothers tend to have very passive husbands or partners or enablers that those enabling fathers cannot protect the child because they cannot protect themselves they're already experiencing blame shifting gaslighting abuse from their partner so as much as as a daughter it balances things out when you have a parent that is more empathic this parent also sets you up for abuse because they are not standing up for you as the daughter. They're passive and they often deny that they're being abused and they deny that you're being abused so they're denying your reality. So as a daughter of a narcissistic mother, we don't learn to stand up for ourselves. And if we do, we're shamed for it. As the daughter of a narcissistic mother, you may feel like you have to choose between sacrificing yourself and losing your mother's love. Which is self-denial over and over and over and over and over. And it's actually replayed as codependency when we get into adult relationships. You see, your real self as the daughter of a narcissistic mother is rejected first by your mother. First. It's not necessarily that we date people like our father, though that can happen. 
It's the parent that didn't see you the most. It's the parent that you craved the most. It's the parent that you desired their love the most, often often the one that emotionally emotionally neglected you the most, which in this case would be the narcissistic mother. That because you have not been seen over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, and you have learned as the daughter to actually deny yourself, deny your emotions, deny how you really feel, deny your pain, deny your sadness, deny your happiness because it triggers the mother because she can't bear to see you happy. This gets reenacted in your adult relationships. You become the codependent one in your relationships because you were first rejected by her. We internalise shame from our mother because the narcissistic mother only really sees the daughter as an extension of herself. She doesn't see you as an individual. And you begin to feel like the real you, your soul, isn't lovable. And so this is why, if you can make the connection that you reenact these this relationship in your adulthood as the real me is not really worthy to be seen. And so you will give and give and give in your adult relationships, not even expecting to be seen. But there will be some inner anger in your relationships. You'll feel angry that this other being, this highly narcissistic partner, does not see you. And you'll, in some way, demand for them to look at you, to see you, to love you. And it never happens. Because what we've done is we've internalised shame on a very, very deep level. level. Like, it's not something that we say to ourselves, oh, I'm not worthy, no one will ever love me. It's, it's, It's a feeling. And that feeling doesn't go away just because your body has aged. You are the same soul that you were when you were seven, when you were five, when you were four, even as a toddler, even as a baby, a baby knows when a mother is being fake. A baby a baby can feel it. If you've ever seen a baby get agitated around a mother that just is there physically but not there emotionally, babies are very, very tuned in and and very, very clever, intelligent. They feel that rejection. And they become anxious, avoidant. You know, mothers are supposed to love their children. But what happens with a narcissistic mother is that that demand for you to love them is always the priority. And it's kind of like this anger, this this anger inside of us as daughters of narcissistic mothers that we don't understand why we feel so angry toward her. never feeling good enough, never having our accomplishments noticed. And even if we do, it's all because of it being an extension of her, not because you are a unique individual. It is abandonment at the deepest level to be the daughter of a narcissistic mother. And you you will reenact relationships with people that will abandon you over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it never stops. It never stops because we fail to see that the first person that abandoned us was our mother. And she couldn't possibly give us what she wasn't able to give. The emotional unavailability of the narcissistic mother is it is a wound that only if you've experienced it you'll you'll understand that that place of comfort and safety that you should be able to go to to trust was never there that place of security was never there You see, narcissistic mothers, yes, they'll provide, well, they may provide for their daughter's physical needs, but there will be a huge, huge, huge emotional emptiness and emotional space that is never filled. 
And the daughter doesn't necessarily know what's missing. They just feel that something's missing. And you may have, especially if this is a covert narcissist, you may have your friends when you're younger or whatever. They may say things like, oh, I love your mum. And, you, and, you know, a narcissistic mother will try and befriend as well the daughter's um, friends because they do not like to see you happy even with your own friends and so they try to get in the middle of that relationship to try and gain some attention because again narcissists are extremely insecure and this is no different in the relationship between the daughter and the mother they despise you for being younger and that shows up in extreme jealousy because the narcissistic mother literally just looks for like exclusive attention so even if there's a healthy relationship which I don't think is healthy anyway if the father is codependent um, she will envy that relationship and she'll try to get in the middle of that relationship you don't know that something's missing when you're younger but you know that something's missing and because of that huge void, you try to fill that void with other relationships. But the thing is, beloved, if you don't heal that wound, you will be in a you'll be in relationships that will show you the same pattern of emotional unavailability, and it will be repeated and repeated and repeated, even if you're not able to say that out loud to yourself. You see, the world revolves around the narcissistic mother and just because she has children, that does not mean that they become priority. They don't become priority. The narcissistic mother wants to control and manipulate the child's feelings, never really validating the child, never really seeing her daughter as having free will to make choices that she can make on her own. And if you don't behave in the way that she wants you to behave, she punishes you. My way or the highway, of course. And that's why narcissistic mothers rely on their sons because they can neglect the daughter or deprive her of emotional validation and focus on the sons in order to punish her. Because narcissistic mothers can manipulate um, the sons more. And they do that by playing the victim role which I think a, mother, um, a daughter can see more clearly what's actually happening whereas in a son because this is obviously generalizing but the son maybe doesn't really see what's actually happening a narcissistic mother will literally want her children to look or her daughter to look immaculate all the time She'll try and criticise you when you do and try and control you. And these are the type of mothers that literally live through their daughters. If they've not accomplished much in their life, they'll try and live through their daughters, which means that the daughters don't have free will. You don't have free will. You do as she tells you to. And not all mothers are as controlling as this. Of course, it's a spectrum. But there will be a lot of devaluing when you're expecting praise or you're expecting to be validated. A lot of passive aggressiveness. Um, and just this kind of, you know, if they, they are a covert narcissist, it may, it may be most of the abuse is emotional. And because they are incapable of looking within and healing their own wound you become the very place, you become the being that is, that, that is forced to be a container for your own mother's wound. And beloveds, that's exactly how they see you. And it feels like you're having someone's emotional sickness sprayed all over you, literally. It's like, I don't see you, I don't care what you want, I don't care what you need, 
my needs come first and I feel depressed and I feel anxious and this is what happened to me as a child and oh woe is me the covert narcissist you know and it tends to be that when you're older you get into these relationships where you where there's this power struggle in the relationship where your partner tends to be wanting control over you even if covertly you have to first see what covert abuse is one of the worst things as well is that narcissistic mothers are so competitive with their daughters you know when you're younger the mother may dress her daughter just like her because she sees you only as an extension of her she'll criticize her daughter she'll compete for her daughter's um attention um she'll compete with her daughter um for her husband's and son's love as well and they may criticize your choice of partners because they're not good enough everything you do in life becomes you're not good enough this is not good enough for you and it's not that it isn't good enough for you it's that she wants to devalue you to keep you below her to keep all of the attention on her she'll invade your privacy undermine your relationships with friends and relatives she'll want to keep you as her main source of supply and when she doesn't get that supply from you and she doesn't get the attention she demands because that's why she brought you into this world. To validate her own existence, not to give to you. When you don't become the greatest source of supply, she will devalue you, she'll project onto you, she'll gaslight you, she'll blame, shift, she'll deny your reality emotional abuse is one of the main ones of a covert narcissist specifically she might not physically harm you but it feels like emotional violence like you're under the skin of emotional violence and you can't get out and to be able to come out of that type of relationship takes years of processing and inner standing what truly went on in that relationship in order for you to spend the next 20, 30 years in relationships with people that are abusing you and are unemotionally, that are emotionally unavailable. It's a type of trauma that when you're growing up with those feelings of rejection, it's not easy to, to just process that. It's not easy to heal from it. Even if you, if, you know, if you start making the connection, that doesn't mean you've healed because, oh, a light bulb's gone on, I know why. I attract emotionally unavailable partners because, well, my mo my mother was like that. That's not what heals you. It's it it takes recovery from codependency. To be able to identify and understand that those messages of shame and guilt that were um, infected into you from your narcissistic mother are not true. And you have to replace this internalized voice of self-doubt with nurturing, with self-love. Because what we see as our own inner voice often isn't our own inner voice. It's the voice of our mother. And it's, it's a mask that the covert narcissistic mother wears. And... Only the daughter knows what she is truly like. And as a daughter, you might be hiding your true self, trying to be perfect because it's what your mother wants you to be. Because you want to please your mother, obviously, and your life isn't your own. Your smiles are not real when you're around her. It's almost like there is no sense of self. Because you learned as a child to put your mother's needs first in order to survive. And that didn't necessarily change as you got older. You just became more angry. 
not realizing why you're angry when you're around her. Because you, you cannot be your true self around your narcissistic mother. You have to hide your true soul from her. It's, it's the only way that you are able to survive around her. Because she's already made you, she's already made it very clear from when you were a very young child that I'm not interested in your true self. I'm interested in what I want you to be. And if you cannot fulfill that role, if you cannot be what I want you to be, I will devalue you. I will ignore you. I, I'm not interested in you. And that's not something that she may say out loud. Especially if she's a covert narcissist. She doesn't want you to know that she's abusing you. But when you start feeling like you can't trust yourself. That's when you know that there was abuse in your childhood. Because you should be able to trust yourself. If there was a mirror held up to you by your mother as a child. You would be able to trust yourself because you trust her. You're able to see yourself. You wouldn't. You don't even know you exist unless you see some somebody or some something outside of yourself in order to be a mirror back to you. So, as the daughter of a narcissistic mother, you learn to become good instead of being real. You learn to become obedient instead of being tapped in and tuned into your own desires and just going for them because you have the support of your mother because mum's happiness is what matters and if she isn't happy the whole family isn't happy if she's depressed the whole family is depressed if she's in a mood the whole family is under the skin of that emotional incest and you feel like you can't complain you feel like you can't ask your mother to meet your emotional needs because She's already made it very clear that she's not going to meet your needs. Your needs are unimportant to the narcissistic mother. So the daughter learns to pretend. I'm okay. And even if you ask me if I'm okay, I feel a bit like, whoa, I'm not even going to tell you because I don't feel like I can. And this is how it felt for me growing up with somebody that didn't or at least seeing them every other weekend, growing up with, you know, having that parent that just was incapable of actually seeing me as separate from themselves, from themselves. It was like I just pretended to be okay, never once telling my mother that I was experiencing depression, suicidal depression. Just it, and it's because I couldn't, not because I knew why I couldn't, I just felt like I couldn't. There's no room for you as the daughter of a narcissistic mother to to feel anything but okay because that takes attention from her. If you're not okay and if you're going through pain and if you need help and you need to be seen, then she's getting no attention. And to a narcissistic mother, she is the priority. She is the focus of the family. Nobody else. Her. Her. She's not giving attention to a codependent partner, husband, wife. She's not even giving attention to her own children. She just constantly wants supply and validation. And if you try to tell your narcissistic mother how you feel, it ends up being your fault. Well, you did this to yourself. Well, what can you do about it? You know, <laughs> well, I can do something about it once I real once I process how I'm actually feeling. Mm. Especially when you're a young daughter, you know, and you just learn to keep things to yourself because discussing anything with her just tends to upset you, and it feels like when you're with her, you're wearing this mask and you're never really in touch with your own self when you're around her because it's almost like that part of you isn't acknowledged. It's like your real self is buried alive under everything that your mother wants. And experiencing that wound over and, beloved, over and over and over again as a child 
over and over and over again as a teenager, over and over and over again as an adult, over and over and over and over again in the reenactment of your relationships. That is self-denial over and over and over again that creates codependency. And this is why it's so important to understand what codependency is and not feel ashamed that, oh, you're codependent. Oh, you're so pathetic and weak. Beloved, there are so many codependent women. There are so many codependent men. It's not like you have a sign on your head that says codependent. It's it's a spectrum anyway. You might only even just be a little bit codependent, but you're still going to be attracting highly narcissistic partners. You're still going to be abused in some way, neglected in some way. It's so important that we realize what words mean and what it means to actually heal from codependency and to acknowledge that we've been gaslit to fuck as children. Our reality denied as children. And a trigger warning here is that the narcissistic mother doesn't even acknowledge if a child's been raped or sexually abused. She will deny that too. Whether or not that's because she... I don't know whether it's because she doesn't believe that it's real or that she just doesn't have the emotional tools to actually deal with it and doesn't want to deal with it. Because from what I've seen with certain beings is that they may have been sexually abused as well. And their mother wasn't there for them. So they don't have the tools to be there for that other individual. That's not to say, though, that a mother that isn't narcissistic doesn't have the tools simply because her mother didn't nourish and protect her. She has empathy. She's able to empathize regardless of whether she has those tools because they were given to her as a mirror in her own relationship with her mother as a child. You still know how to empathize. You still have the ability to empathize you know, whether you've had a cold mother or not. But narcissists, because they're pathologically narcissistic, they don't have those tools. You may experience being self-destructive. Self-harm is one way that I experienced in my own life that I didn't fucking understand why I wanted to carve through my own skin. And I was just like, okay, I I clearly don't want to kill myself because I'm not carving through my veins you know, I'm making it very clear that to myself that I just want the release from this pain, this, this, and it wasn't even, it was like, I can't explain it, like a numbness, it was like numb, and the only way I feel like I can be released from that emptiness and that void and that just, like, oh, like I don't even feel like I exist, is to cut through my own arm. And it's like, that is a scream for help. That is a scream for help. Like, I didn't even realize that I needed help. Massively. Um, and I remember one time when I was about 15, my father said to me, I'm a bit worried about you because you seem to be turning into your mum. And I was just like, what do you mean? And he was just like, you just seem really depressed. And I was just like, well, yeah, I'm depressed, but I'm not going to tell you that. And then recently, in the past few years, maybe a few years ago, I said, to, you know, I said to my dad, like, I experienced suicidal depression as a, as a child. Did you not spot that? Nope. Yes, you fucking did. Because you said you noticed it when I was 15. How can you not notice your own daughter is depressed? Because people that are highly narcissistic don't want to acknowledge that you may have been depressed as a child. Because again, that takes the attention off you. They don't want to be responsible (laughs) because they know that in order for a child to be depressed, it's because of the fucking family that they grew up in, right? So it's like, you may have a good job or job promotion and, you know, your narcissistic mother might be proud of you because of that, but you just feel like you're being fake because it's not you. It's not you that she's happy about. It's the, You are an extension of her. And anything that you do that can make her look good, yeah, she's happy about that. So, you know, with the covert narcissist mother, no one really knows the real her unless you're in an intimate relationship with her romantically or you're an intimate family member. And it's really hard when you want to even talk to people about what's really going on in the relationship. People will look at you and be like, 
no like I love your mother like she is amazing I wish I had that relationship with my mother and you're just like if only you fucking knew yeah (laughs) and it's like you're smiling on the outside but you feel like you're being stabbed over and over and over and over again and it's almost like you're not able to really see your own needs because they were never seen as a child You're never good enough. And it's like a cry that's never answered. A cry that you've had since you were a child, since you were a baby that was just never answered. And if you look, you know, you will know what it would have been like, even if you don't remember in your own body, or if you go really far back into meditation, you may be able to experience what it was like for you as a child, because I've done that and I know what it was like. You will know how your mother treated you as an infant and as a baby by the way that she treats you now. If you observe it as her daughter, if you observe very carefully what's actually happening in the relationship, that is exactly how she treated you as a baby. Now, as a baby, if you are not picked up and loved and kissed and hugged and your mother's not looking at you in your eyes with eyes of love and affection, do you know what that does to a baby? Do You know, it's like a child cannot even develop because there's something missing and because that love and empathy is missing as a baby beloveds you never get it and you try to subconsciously fill that role with other women in your life more specifically your romantic partners if it's the mother that's a narcissistic one because there's this empty void and you don't know you don't know about self-love you don't know that you're supposed to give this love to yourself you don't know that Because in order for you to give love to yourself, you first have to have had it given to you. And that's why, beloved, if you're in these painful relationships, take it from me, who has been in more painful relationships than you can imagine. (laughs) Okay, maybe not, you know, I've had one long committed relationship, which was my best friend. (laughs) And then outside of that, there was just a long, a long list of like short and shorter (laughs) romantic relationships and it just felt like I was abusing abusing myself over and over and I was like why in every single relationship do I feel like they don't see me like I don't feel like I exist like I'm just supposed to just constantly give and give and give and give and give until I'm sick and there's nothing left you know it's like I never was able to understand that and I was just like (laughs) I was just like, thank you for the heartbreak because I've just written a really great song about it. So thank you. But it was like, I just couldn't understand why I was manifesting painful relationships. And even on the surface level, I didn't know that it was pain because it was so familiar. So, so familiar. I didn't know anything other than pain. And so that's all I ever experienced. And then one day I was just kind of like, wait a minute. I do know deep down why I'm experiencing these relationships. Even when I wasn't deep experiencing self-realization, I think we do know deep down that there's something missing and which parent didn't give us what we needed. And we tend to seek that out as daughters. And women, let me tell you something. And obviously if you're a man, it's not, it's not about female body, male body. It's, it's just that, I'm going to just say this to everyone, like, but specifically to women, like you are so valuable, sweet, and you don't need another man or another woman to validate your existence. You don't need that. What you need is for you to give yourself the love that was never given to you. And the more that you deny yourself now in your adult relationships, just as you denied yourself as a child in order to survive, You are surviving in your adult relationships. You are not thriving. You are not enjoying your soul's experience. You are not flourishing in these relationships. You are not experiencing the completeness of yourself or what a loving relationship can be. Because if you haven't healed that wound of being abused and gaslit to fuck as a child, then I don't see how someone can have a healthy relationship as an adult, like it, it, it's not, 
we have to make this connection that we've been under deep mind control as a child and we have to heal that in the same way that we were in a trance it's like we're in these mini little trances with our partners even if you think you're in a healthy relationship deep down even if you're not being physically abused even if you're just being I mean, I say just for lack of a better word, even if you're being covertly abused and you don't really know, not really, how to get out of that. Beloveds, your pain is valid. Like, you need to see your pain. You need to feel it. You need to feel what it feels like when your partner doesn't see you. You need to admit to yourself those red flags at the beginning of the relationship that you denied. And are now like these massive red flags that are just causing these arguments over and over and over again. You need to see your own worth, beloved. And you can only really do that if you go in and see what the pain is. To make that connection. It's not about blaming your parents. I'm not interested in encouraging people to blame their parents. But do acknowledge the lack do acknowledge the abuse, do acknowledge the blame shifting, do acknowledge the devaluing. Because that's exactly how your current partner is going to devalue you. And if you think for one moment that if you grew up in a dysfunctional family that that's not affected you as an adult, think again. Think again. Because it's not easy, beloved. And it's not, look, like I will tell you from somebody that's experienced suicide or depression, like, it's not easy. The wound is often not as painful as the actual healing process itself. Because in the wound, you did, you split off and you, you weren't really there in the present moment with the experience of that wound. You learn to deny yourself in order to escape that wound. And then as you, as an adult, you... Learn to deny yourself again. And when you start to heal that wound, it's like all of the, that pain that you didn't, you weren't able to fully understand as a child because how the fuck can you? You're a child. How's a child supposed to consciously say to themselves, I know for a fact my mother doesn't love, love me and I'm just going to pretend that I'm okay. I'm going to pretend because you know what? I know she doesn't care. So I need to be fake in order to get my basic need. No, that's not how it works. A, a child doesn't say that to themselves. A child probably wouldn't be able to survive if they consciously knew the reality of the abusive relationship that they were in. They're under a state of deep hypnosis as children. And that's why when you get a bit older, your relationship tends to change with your mother, especially when you're around the age of 18, 19. You're like, fuck me. Wow, and my mother is definitely not the woman I thought she was when I was a child. It's like a different, it feels like a different relationship. Why does it, why am I so angry at my fucking mother? Like, why do I feel so angry toward her? Beloved, your anger is teaching you, is showing you where you've been devalued. And you deserve the best. You deserve to feel fucking loved. You deserve to be like held and seen in your relationships. And if you're not being seen in your relationships, I say this with love in my heart that that relationship is just a reenactment of your childhood pain. It doesn't matter how much you feel like you love your current partner. If you're in an abusive relationship, beloved, like you need to go within. Forget for a moment about even ending that relationship and just go within and see what's really happening and empower yourself and love yourself give yourself the love that you need and stop looking outside of yourself to get that need met your mother was a th your mother saw you as a threat so you'll probably see other women as threats to your own security because your first relationship with your mother is kind of like the stage for your relationships with other women as well not just your romantic relationships it's because you may end up gravitating towards you well more than likely uh women that just don't really care about you basically women that expect you to give more in the friendship than they will give you 
whether they are full-blown narcissists or whether they're just highly narcissistic, you're going to subconsciously look for your mother in other women. And when you start to really look at your life, beloveds, and really see with wide open eyes what's really happening, everything becomes so clear, like so fucking clear, like shit. This is what's really happening right now. And I've had blindfolds on and that wasn't my fault because I was a child trying to survive this pathological narcissist. And you internalized such deep shame that you don't even feel worthy of having friends that love you genuinely, having partners that love you genuinely. Your mother was jealous of you. Like, having to internalise a mother that's jealous of you, that's just some insanity that no child has to deal with. No child should have to deal with abuse or even experience abuse at that level. And what a child has to do to survive abuse is to become codependent eventually. But you can heal from codependency. And I know that because I'm healing from codependency. I'm not massively codependent, but it is problematic. Let's just let's just put it that way. Because I'm always the one to give and give and give and give and give and never really ask for much in return. Um, but that is definitely something that I'm prioritizing now, my own healing, and that's important to me. And I just, I, I personally, in my own life, I'm not interested right now in relationships because I'm just like, look, I'm healing from codependency. I don't want to be massively triggered before I'm even ready. You know, because <laughs> you know, this is like, my wounds are fucking open right now. I'm not giving any motherfucker chance to fucking create more holes in my aura. Do you know what I mean? It's like my auric field. I'm like, no, bitch, no. But anyway, I really hope, beloveds, beautiful women, beautiful young ladies, you are absolutely divine. If only you would see it yourself. Not because of how beautiful you are physically, but you, your own existence, your own divinity. Acknowledge the, your own sacredness, even if nobody else has acknowledged that. And it is hard work, beloveds. It is painful to have a mother that's not able to see you. Because sometimes you just want to pick up the phone and call your mum and go, mum. And not even say anything and just cry, you know, to be seen. And there you are, holding all of this emotional pain in and never really having anyone to talk to about it. Because maybe as the codependent, you've become like the mother hen of the family. (laughs) Sometimes I look at my life and I'm just like, shit. Like, I'm Cancerian. <laughs> I didn't have a fucking choice of whether I was the fucking mother head of my family. And then, then I'm an empath. Scorpio Moon, it's just like, shit, I got hit with it. I got really hit with the deep emotions and it's like having to even explain to family members that are not in my immediate family. It's just like, I wouldn't even try to explain to them because it's just like, you're not me. You don't have this deep well of emotion and it's just like my childhood pain has affected me very, very deeply. Like beyond how much I show on social media, beyond how much people hear me articulate because I feel more than I say. I see more than I say. And my words, my poetry, my music is just a way of me being able to express just a little bit of that pain. And it's like, I know what it's like to not be seen. To not feel like you're, it's just like, because deep down, motherfucking, like, I feel like I don't exist. Like, it's so hard to kind of, like, say that, but, like, I mean, I'm learning to kind of love myself a lot, but, like, it's like, sometimes I don't know whether it's because sometimes I'm cut off from this own divine connection to myself, or it's because I just feel this huge emptiness, and it's just always been there. I mean, how 
how is it I feel like I've been depressed since I was three, four, like I felt that. And it's like, beloveds, if you can, if you can get yourself out of abusive, abusive relationships and love yourself, you'll look back and go, ew, like cringe. Like I felt like I loved him, but it was codependency. It's like, no, like I don't, I don't, I didn't love you. And that's okay to say that. You were, tra- you were trained to deny yourself as a child. Like you have to see that if you've had a parent, if you have a parent that's like highly narcissistic. And even if you have an, a, a parent that was an addict, they're not um, narcissists, but they are highly narcissistic because of the need, because of the addiction to the drug, which then, um, that's the priority that the needs of the, the children, the needs of the partner become secondary to the drug addiction. And that's not even the fault of the, the addict. It's just what the drugs do to that individual. And it's the same with cluster B disorders, like, um, borderline personality disorder it's that they're not narcissists but they are highly narcissistic they do embody empathy but they're still highly narcissistic you know you don't have to be a full-blown narcissist to experience abuse like to experience someone being like passive aggressive towards you like that sort of behavior is like it's not acceptable and it's like we just have to just fucking give ourselves permission to heal beloveds because there are so many people going to work every single day. They're on antidepressants and no judgment to anyone that has chosen to be on that type of medita- medication. But for me, it's not an option. Um, I tried it for like six months and it was just like never again. Uh, I've always been very anti-medication because of what I've seen it, I, I've seen it do to people growing up. Until I was manipulated by another covert narcissist and they were just like, oh, you just don't knock it until you try it. Why don't you try it? If you're suicidal, why don't you just try going on it? And I did. I tried going on it for six months and I was like, I am so against this. This doesn't align with me. It's making me feel sick. Like it just was. And and you know what? It wasn't even just that. It was like, this is not the way that I want to heal. When I took that lipstick, when I was fucking like going from being homeless, I was like, I took my lipstick because I'm obsessed with lipstick and I wrote on my mirror looking into my eyes. I couldn't even see myself. I was like, I don't even know where the fuck I am. Like I'm looking in the mirror and I don't see myself. And I was like, I want to heal. And I'll never fucking forget that day because I swear to the heavens that like I began my healing journey on that day, on that day. Cause I was so serious. I was like, if I don't fucking heal now, I'm going to end my life and that's it. And nothing is nothing will keep me here on this side of eternity. Like I don't want to be here. And it's just like, the one thing that does keep me here though is my music. Like I'm so passionate about my music and my creativity that I'm like, fuck me. Thank you God for giving me creativity because (laughs) I do not know how I would have processed the intensity of the pain I experienced being gaslit to fuck and being blame shifted and divided as a kid as a child, I do not know how I would have survived that if I didn't have a way of releasing that pain. And I don't even think I ever really released it. I just processed it because obviously I'm only learning now in the past few years to actually transmute that pain as opposed to just swimming in the fucking swamps of my own depression, you know? And that's what I did because I didn't know that there was a way out. And also being under the deep mind control of religion, organized religion was just a brain fuckery that like, no child should have to go through that, I'm telling you. Like, it's like, it is, organized religion is the devil itself. <laughs> Let's just leave that there. But um, but yeah, like, honor your pain. It's not enough for us to just be avoiding ourselves by having children and getting into relationships and being really busy with our jobs. Because again, that can be a, an addiction <laughs> to like being around people and not actually acknowledging yourself and you don't, want to just have this pain festering in your soul and never being able to manifest your goals and your your dreams and your desires because you you've not you, you know you won't you don't you don't want to give yourself permission to heal because in order to give yourself permission to heal you have to acknowledge that that wound is going to become wide open and it is painful as fuck i mean i don't really know what's more painful being suicidal or just actually healing at least the beginning because there are certain there are certain things that like become really 
like become really like wow what the fuck like this is something I understood deep deep down but when it comes to the forefront of your consciousness and you're like shit wow that that really was really fucked up and like you experience the reality of what you've always been trying to run away from and it's there in your face and it's just like bitch you decided to heal you ain't getting away from it it's right there and it's like shit you either look at it accept it heal it or you turn your head and just start living below the veil of consciousness like it's a fucking choice you know it's like and give yourself permission to heal beloved start that healing experience you know you may not have known that you can you might not know deep down that you can heal but I'm telling you you can and healing doesn't have a time frame it's not linear it's not like oh if I start healing now I'm going to be this complete different being in three years time I have healed tremendously in three years, specifically in the past year. I still have wounds that I need to heal and I I will heal for as long as it takes, every single day. I just think it's something that you step into. I really do love you, beloveds, and uh, I really appreciate you listening and for those that always give me feedback and um, until next time.